Hello and welcome to the Confidence Mastery Podcast. I am your host, as always, Natalie Bailey. And today we have an amazing episode coming to you with Brandon Lee Boyds joining us all the way from LA. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on today. I'm very, very excited. Um, my listeners know that I'm always excited when I speak to people. I love having interesting conversations. Um, could you just give the listeners an introduction to yourself, um, who you are, and then I'm going to maybe grill you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, my name is Brandon Leibowitz, and I've been involved with digital marketing since 2007, helping people tap into free traffic from search engine optimization. So got my degree in business marketing. And after I graduated from University, I got my first job helping out a company doing their digital marketing. And I don't really know much about digital marketing. They said, don't worry, we don't know much either. We're going to learn with you and take your classes and workshops. And after working from there for a few months, this is back in 2007, just realized that websites are probably the future. Everyone's probably going to have a website. And this digital marketing is probably not going to go anywhere anytime soon. And I was helping them out with their SEO, doing social media, buying some paid ads, helping out with email marketing and all that stuff works to get traffic, but SEO is just a way to get free traffic. And I thought, why spend money on paid ads if you could get up there for free? And over the years, worked at different advertising agencies as a director of SEO. And before work, after work, on my lunch breaks, I work on my own company and built that up to where I was able to eventually quit my job and focus solely on this, just helping people really get that traffic from search engines. Nice. Congratulations. That's amazing. So, <laughs> no, um, Thank you. No, you're welcome. Uh, credit where credit's due. It's not easy starting a company and having the confidence to go out there and do these things, you know, by yourself, for yourself. So how, how does it feel to you to to be in the position you're in? It is definitely good. It is nice to have that flexibility and the freedom to set your own hours, even though you work definitely much more, but the uh, freedom <laughs> of flexibility, being able to travel. And I mean, the nice thing is there's not much overhead with digital. So all I need really is a computer and internet access and I'm pretty much good to go for the most part. And that makes it really flexible and easy and I enjoy it a lot. That's good. I can tell that you enjoy it because you're smiling a lot. <laughs> that always helps. We have um, a saying, life's too short to be miserable. And, you know, if you're not loving what you're doing, then there's not much point in doing it. So I'm really glad to speak with people that do love what they do. Um, when it comes to, to SEO, so many people, they're like, what even is it? Like, what, what would be your quick fire, easy definition of SEO? Uh, that is, well, SEO is search engine optimization. And that means optimizing websites for search engines, which really is just Google nowadays. Google kind of runs the show and yeah. brings in the majority of the traffic. And when you search on Google, there's ads at the top. Those are all paid ads. Right below the ads are the organic, the free listings, which SEO is all about getting you those free traffic. So getting you those free listings, there's 10 websites on that first page of Google. Yeah. But nowadays, it's not just websites. There's images that appear there, videos appear there, maps appear there sometimes, not all the time. There's always 10 websites, but all this other stuff sometimes appears, sometimes it doesn't. But best practice is try to take up as much free real estate as possible on that first page of Google. So any images you have, optimize those images by making sure the file name has descriptive words because Google can't really read images yet. They're getting better at it, but they look at the file name before you upload it to your website, making sure that has descriptive words in it that describes what that image is or video or podcast or whatever content that you're sharing online. 
make sure that file name has words in it. That really helps out. But that that's kind of but the videos, Google will sometimes show videos. And those videos are primarily going to be YouTube because Google owns YouTube. So they don't really want to promote Vimeo or any other platform. Sometimes you'll see other platforms in there, but majority of the time it's going to be YouTube. And I always recommend to people create a platform, create a channel on YouTube. Google owns YouTube. They're going to promote YouTube as much as they possible because everything is really shifting towards video. People want visual content. Attention spans are short and YouTube just has that big market share. There's a lot of other platforms like Instagram, TikTok, but YouTube is just so powerful and Google's going to put that in the search results. So just trying to take up as much free real estate as possible on Google is really what SEO is all about. Yeah. Amazing. That's really interesting because so many people I, I, I speak to like, oh, I don't want to do video and all of, all of this, not, not having, well, I used to be one, not having the confidence to, to do the video, to put myself out there, to be found. What would you say to people that don't want to do that other than just do it? <laughs> yeah, no, just do it. Yeah, just get over it and do it one time and you realize it's not that bad, but it is tough initially doing it because yeah. it's like it just... And if everyone or majority of people don't want to be on camera, but once you do it, you realize it's not that bad. And especially if you're a business owner, it really puts a face behind the company because mm-hmm. you just go to my website and be like, all right, I want to work with SEO optimizers, but who are they? Versus putting myself out there, they're like, okay, Brandon is the owner. I'm going to work with Brandon. It puts a face behind the company. It builds trust up and just really helps out altogether. So it's tough, but I would say just grab that cell phone. Nowadays, the camera is sufficient or the video camera is perfect on most of these cell phones and just try it out. doesn't hurt. And if you don't like it, take it down, but then try again and try again. And the more you do it, the better it's going to become. But you just got to get over that initial fear. Just go for it. Yeah, so true. And even just like getting started and getting that first 20, 30 seconds done, like you say, people's attention spans are shortening. And what are people doing? They're just like looking for the short stuff because they don't want to sit there and watch 10 minute videos anymore. Even 10 minutes is not a long time, is it? No, surprisingly, no. Everyone wants that quick content after social and TikTok. It just keeps going and going and just gives you more and more content. So it's short form. YouTube has YouTube shorts nowadays. So everything is shifting towards that. But it's all about testing and seeing what your audience is receptive to because there's some people that podcast that will be one two three hours and their audience is fine with it but other people will be like i can't sit here for more than five minutes so it's all about just knowing who your audience is how receptive they are and how engaged they are and you can look at analytics and tools like that to track and see where does the drop off happen do people listen to 30 minutes and then they stop or do they go for an hour and stop or do they go for five minutes and stop or what is it and you just could learn and and improve and build from there yeah that's a really good point. I always be testing and checking and measuring because if you if you're not measuring what's going on, you don't know what's working and what to do more of and to do less of. Yeah, the data is there, and it's just tapping into it. And most of these platforms will give you the data for free, so just utilize those analytics and other free tracking tools. So true. So, would you say that people really need a website and a YouTube? and also all socials if we've got social media why do we need the extra stuff why do we need the website well no it's all the way to get traffic but social is not yours you don't own that whereas your website that's yours you get full control social media you're just renting space off 
whatever platform you're on. And also they could take you down anytime. So you could have a huge presence on Instagram, have a big following, all of a sudden you play a video and has some copyrighted music in the background and they take you down for that. And then you're just like, all right, what do I do? Versus you have a website that's yours. You have full control. No one's going to take that down. I mean, Google could penalize you and kick you off the search engines, but you still have your website. I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen, but you have full control of it. And that's the biggest thing is just that's yours. Whereas social, it's not yours. And also you want to diversify. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. You want to try to get traffic from as many sources as possible. But ultimately you want all the traffic to go to your website. So social media is just a way for people to go to your website. Same with email marketing, people who just go into your website, running paid ads, you want them to go to your website. Everything really just funnels people to your website because that's where you have full control. And also social media. Like if you're on Facebook and you have a Facebook page, there's ads all over it. So there's a lot of distractions, there's noise, there's friend requests, there's messages, there's all this stuff going on. So if you got someone onto your Instagram or Facebook page, there's a lot of noise for that will easily distract them and get them to forget about your page and look at some friend status updates or whatever. Maybe that sucks them into that algorithm. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And I've I've been had had all of my accounts like blocked and banned and all sorts of things over the past few years once the world went crazy and and it just does go to show that like if you're not in control like things can just stop i know so many people getting hacked now as well how do you keep your website safe from hackers i mean that one is tricky it depends on what platform you're on but most platforms try to keep it safe like if you're on shopify or wix or squarespace and wordpress but there's plugins I know that you could add on these platforms or you can reach out to your hosting company to try to enable higher security permission or just make it more secure. But that gets a little technical and more programming, but I would just reach out to the hosting company. They could probably help you out. But most platforms are for the most part pretty safe, but I would definitely make sure that you have backups enabled of your website just in case anything does happen. And that's also through your hosting company. They could give you daily backups. And then if anything does happen, you're just like, Hey, back it up to or restore it from yesterday or two days ago yeah. instead of being like oh my last backup was a year ago that's not good but the daily backups ensure that whatever was last there a day or two ago will be there so hopefully it wouldn't be that big of a loss that's a really good point we, we've just been looking at my website and um we've literally just backed it up i think yesterday and it hadn't been done for over a year so and there's been so much that's changed on it in that time. Um, what what makes a really good website for a user? I just make sure it looks good on all devices. So not just making sure it looks good on a desktop, but mobile, and also looking good on all the different cell phones out there. <clears throat> because it's going to look different on iPhone 5 versus iPhone 7, 9, 10, and because there's buttons in the older ones. Now there's bars and things move around or the Google Pixel or the Galaxy. So make it, or even on like Chrome and Firefox and Internet Explorer and Safari, it's going to look different. So testing it out on all those different platforms, there's free extensions or tools that will let you spoof it and look at what it looks like on all those different platforms. But more importantly, is just making sure that you have all your really important information at the top of your page. So whatever you see on the screen is called above the fold. Once you start scrolling, down that's below the fold and the majority of people don't scroll down on the website so making sure all your important information is at the top of your page having like a value proposition so letting people know what's in it for me from using your product or service because people want to know the benefits 
you know, having a really strong value proposition at the top of your page, maybe like some bullet points or a video or something where it's easy to digest, not just a big block of text because mm-hmm. people don't read a big block of text. So you can have that text lower down, but at the top it should be clean, easy to really scan and look through and be able to see what, what this page is about within a few seconds. If it takes more than that, then you probably gonna lose people because they're probably gonna hit that back button and go to another page on Google because there's 10 websites on that first page of Google plus ads, plus all this other distraction. So there's a lot of options and uh, keep people hooked and keep them interested. Yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense because you want it to look good and stay, do what it says on the tin because otherwise, yeah, people get distracted easily, don't they? And how, so once people have got, come onto the website, how do you increase the sales that you, you're making? Well, that would be just optimizing the website yeah. for conversions. So like A-B testing and testing out. Let's have, if you're an e-commerce website, we could have the button that says add to cart right here on the page, but we could also move it up a pixel or a couple inches or change the color of that button and see how does that affect sales? Does that get us more or less sales? Because little changes like that will have an impact on your website's conversions. Also, maybe like if you're a service-based business and you have a form saying, contact me, you could test out different fields on the form because the more fields you have on that form, the less likely someone's going to fill it out. So if it says name or first name, last name, email address, phone number, website, message, and it has all these fields, not many people are going to fill it out on mobile, especially. Yeah, I really think on mobile, it's too much. Desktop, mm-hmm. nowadays there's ways to have it autofill, but on mobile, People don't want to just sit there typing on that tiny screen. So it's tough and you're not going to get those conversions. So it might be better just to test out, just asking for like your name and email address. And then later on, you could ask for all those other details that you want. But it's all about testing and playing around and seeing what works, what doesn't work. But never know until you try it out. And it's worth testing to see what the data shows you so you can make statistically informed decisions. Yeah. I like that. Statistically informed decisions. That sounds serious. <laughs> yep. Look at the data. It's all there. And then you're not guessing. Then you get the data to really help you and yeah. maximize that conversion. What's one of the worst websites you've seen? You don't have to sell the company, but like, well, what was really bad about it? And how, how did you fix it? I mean, there's lots of one, not bad, but where they just make little mistakes. Like sometimes they'll check a box, like in WordPress, it says, do you want to block this from search engines finding this website? And people will accidentally click that. And just by checking that one little box, it blocks Google completely or all search engines completely from your website. And I'll see that they have all these all these things in place that they should be ranking. And just by clicking that one button, their traffic just instantly just skyrockets or a little thing or like some people have what are called parallax websites where just one long page looks nice. So it looks good aesthetically, but for search engines, they can't or... They want more pages. The more pages you have, the more keywords you could target. So if you just have one long page, you don't really target about three to five keywords. After that, kind of loses relevancy. So the more pages you have, the more keywords you could target. That's why I always tell people, create as many pages as possible that are related to what you're doing. And that'll talk about your products, services. And then after that, blog. Because blogging adds more content, more pages, more text to your website. And that's what the search engines feed off. So taking a page or a website that's just one long page and then breaking into multiple pages really helps get Google to rank them for more keywords, gets Google to trust them more and just works overall. Takes a lot of work rebuilding a site because it's not easy building websites, but 
sometimes you actually you have to do that just to appease Google because you want to make it look good for people, but you also want to make it easy for Google to read that page and know what keywords you're targeting. So you just tap into that free traffic. So true. I was looking at a website recently and it was so long. And like even the price and you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I'm like, I just want to know how much this thing is. And like the comments on, it was from a social media post as well, the comments on it about it being so long. People are like, I can't even be bothered to scroll to find out how much it is. I just want to know how much it is, how much it is. And I just like, that's obviously just reminded me of that and thinking about the user experience that you that you're giving people as well like if somebody's not enjoying looking around your website they're definitely not going to stay on there or even potentially like purchase anything are they no they're gonna get frustrated and hit that back button and go find another website another company that offers a similar product or service and utilize it it's just crazy like i i find this stuff all it's all a bit of a minefield because there's so many different Faucets, like we were saying, you've got your socials and you want to drive them to your website. And then you're blogging and you've got the pages and you've got video and you've got all of these, you know, different working parts that come together. What's the best kind of things to be putting out on socials to send people to your website? I'm just offering value. If you're just promoting yourself, it's probably not going to work too well. So offering value, offering tips and advice and strategies and giving out free content to people that's going to help them out is going to want them to probably want to learn more about your product or service and want to learn more about you but you're just promoting yourself all day it's probably not going to work you got to take a step back and think about like if you're looking for your product or service and you went to your social page or wherever content you're going to and it's just promotional probably not going to trust that person you want tips and advice and you want them to build that trust up so really just offer value for social for your blogs, for emails, for podcasts, for whatever you're doing, but just try to offer value. That's really the most important thing. If you're just promoting yourself, people see right through it and it's not going to work. Yes, I'm true. I, all of that, that, there are some people out there, obviously, it's just like, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. And like, I don't even know you. Why am I going to buy your stuff? <laughs> no, yeah, build that trust up. And then maybe subtly you could ask them, but even then, you don't really want to ask people to buy, buy my stuff. You want to, Suddenly promote it and get them to want to reach out to you and learn more about your services and products. Yeah. What would you say like to people that because obviously that takes time. And if you're in business, you should be in it for the long haul anyway, not out to just make a quick buck and like and then that's it. But people do get impatient with results. How how quickly can you you, you turn things around for people by using, by optimizing SEO, like if they're offering a good value product. Yeah, no, I mean, SEO does take time. Yeah. It's not immediate unless you accidentally click that button on WordPress and you said block Google and you've already done all this SEO and Google is just blocked from you and then unchecking it gets you traffic pretty much right away. So there's sometimes that it happens quickly, but majority of the time it takes months. Sometimes it can take years, depending on how competitive those keywords are. The more competitive those keywords are, the more time it's going to take to get Google to trust you. So finding more niche, less competitive keywords is going to really help out and speed things up. But it really comes down to backlinks. The more backlinks you have, the more trust Google is going to give to you. So you have to look at how many backlinks you have versus your competitors, figure out what the disconnect is and how do we get more quality backlinks than your competitors. And what is a backlink? A backlink is a clickable link from another website that points to yours. So let's say 
you're on the on Forbes.com and in there it says Brandon Leibowitz. You click on that and it goes to my website, then I'd be getting a backlink from Forbes.com. So the more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google's gonna give to you, and the higher you're gonna rank. And what we need to do is figure out how many backlinks do you have, how many backlinks do your competitors have, and how do we get you to a similar level? Because that's really what ranks websites is backlinks. And backlinks takes time to build them, it takes time for Google to trust you. So it's not an immediate thing. I've just made a note of that. <laughs> um, I suppose this then goes hand in hand as to why you would want to be featured in the press and utilize PR doing articles for, for other publications so that you've got more backlinks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a way to get backlinks is by doing PR. There's tons of different back ways to get backlinks, but it's all about just getting, well, the best way to do about it is look at your competitors and try to get similar ones that your competitors have. Because if your competitors ranked on that first page of Google, it's more than likely those backlinks and using tools such as Ahrefs or Moz or SEMrush, you have to pay for these tools. But using these tools, you can look at any website's backlinks and see who's looking out to your competitors. And then one by one, you can start reaching out to those sites and seeing if they potentially reach out link to you because if they're linking to your competitor they probably link to you. you just gotta get creative and figure out what did this what did they do do they write an article do they do a press release did they their local business did they have a listing on like yelp or TripAdvisor or mapquest or google maps or bing maps or do they do a podcast interview or do they what do they do and you can reverse engineer their entire strategy you can see do they sponsor trade shows and there's so many different ways to get backlinks, but it becomes like a detective. You want to reverse engineer and see what your competitors are doing. Because with SEO, it's not really one size fits all. We just want to figure out what are your competitors doing and how can we do a better job of what they're doing. That's smart. I like that because if it's working for your competitors, then it is likely to work for you. And I think a lot of people don't look at their competitors so much because they're, I don't know, a bit jealous or envious or they don't want to know what's going on. So I think that's a really good point to help people have the confidence to go and, and check this out to make sure that they can be better. And because a lot of it, like, I mean, we talk a lot about mindset on, on this show and confidence building and, you know, putting yourself out there. And obviously that's what you help people to do, to put, to put them out there, to get them on the top page of, of Google and, I just find I find it fascinating to think that if it's working for somebody else, why are we not tapping into these resources and um, that could potentially completely turn your business around? Yeah, no, gotta look at the competitors because it's right there. All the data is right there, and you just need to tap into it. And a lot of people just don't realize or know how to get that data. But you can look at your competitors' keywords. You look at their backlinks. I mean, you can see everything. Everything's transparent. Yeah. I can see what you're doing. You can see what I'm doing if you look in the right places. So it's just knowing how to look, where to look, and how to make sense of all that data. And then try to just figure out what's worked and how to incorporate that into your website and skip what doesn't seem good because not everything is going to be perfect on your competitor's website. So you don't want to just copy everything, but not see yeah. what looks good and incorporate that into your website. So I guess that starts with going and looking at your your business and seeing one who are your competitors because if you don't know you can't compare. Although comparison is the thief of joy, but I think in terms of this, that is absolutely one hundred percent necessary, don't you? 
Mm-hmm. You got it. You got it. All that. I mean, that's the first step is whenever I look at people's websites, I look at their competitors and just try to figure out how many backlinks do you have? How many backlinks do your yeah. competitors have? And that kind of lets me know how much work it's going to take to get you to where you want to be at. So how do you do all of this tracking? Uh, well, using different tools. There's free tools, there's paid tools, but you can track with like Google Analytics, it's a free tool that will let you track all the data and see how much traffic you're getting to your website. There's Google Search Console, another free tool from Google that shows you like what keywords you're ranking for and how much traffic you're getting from those keywords. And there's a ton of other paid tools if you want to, but the free ones to track are pretty sufficient and will give you a wealth of information. It's like data overload, but the more information, the more data you have, the more you're going to be able to really know what's working, what's not working, and not just guess. Yeah. And then can you then see like trends um, using these tools as well? Like what's what's going to work better at the moment and what isn't? Yeah, you could try to pull some data out of there, or there's even a tool from Google called Google Trends that shows you the trends of search volume over month over month, year over year, so you can see when people start searching, especially for like seasonality stuff where Maybe you're selling like Halloween costumes. You want to see when do people start searching for Halloween costumes? So you can see when it starts in September or August or maybe July. Probably not that early, but you can look at the data. <laughs> Some and people see- are that into Halloween. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So you never know. And that data will show you, oh, maybe I should start promoting myself in July because volume increases and my competitors aren't tapping into that. So let me jump on there because it's going to be less competitive and I could probably get my name out there a little bit easier. But so about just looking at that, those different tools. Yeah. What's your favorite um, thing to, to do um, in terms of all of the digital marketing that you do and help people with? I like the SEO side of things, trying to get that free traffic. So yeah. Google changes all the time, which keeps it interesting too. So they're changing their algorithm pretty much every single day. So it keeps it interesting. It's not the same old thing all the time. And yeah. that's, that makes it fun. Keeps you on your toes. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's me always learning. Got to yeah. constantly be up to date and learning and just, yeah, learning and learning and learning, reading, listening to podcasts, watching videos and talking to other people that do SEO, testing and just trial and error. I love that. Be a forever student because, I mean, it's just, I mean, you have to be because it's, and it's so frustrating as, as well, isn't it? It's like you think you've worked something out and then they go, oh no, we're changing the algorithm now. Little bastards. <laughs> Every single day, always <laughs> changing, which is tough, but keeps it interesting. But they change their algorithm every single day, unfortunately. Yeah. So when people have like, when when would you recommend people start to run ads once they've got their SEO optimized and that they've got all of the free real estate? When's a good time for people to to be thinking about Google ads and Facebook ads and what's the benefit? I mean, you can run ads anytime. Ads are more immediate. So if you're looking for immediate results, run paid ads. SEO is going to take more time, months, maybe years sometimes. So mm-hmm. paid ads work to get that immediate traction. And they work hand in hand. As long as you're making more money than you're putting in, I would keep running those paid ads. It doesn't hurt. But if you're not making the money back, then I cut those ads out. But it's all about just looking at your conversions and making sure you're getting more than you're putting in. And that's where it's just a lot of testing, trial and error. A-B testing, but I really like the ads that follow you around. So if you go on Amazon, you look at the product, you know, buy it, those ads follow you around. Those work really well. It's called remarketing. So anyone that goes to my website and doesn't fill out a form, I'm going to follow you around because 
you've been to my website, you're this close to, to doing one of my conversion actions, just something happened, you didn't do it, you got distracted or who knows what happened. But by keeping myself top of mind, it really works well to get those conversions and get those sales and leads. Ah, oh, smart. I hate those ads. <laughs> it's, hate. It, it's very smart. Um, I'm not I'm not saying that. It's just like when, like you say, it follows you. It's like a um, little online stalker, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they know what you like. So you could get an ad first, like let's say you're vet- vegetarian, and then you get some ad for like a hamburger at McDonald's. Like this is not what I'm looking for, but if you're vegetarian, you see you go on all these websites, then maybe Beyond Meat would give you an ad. So sometimes the ads are good. It's like, all right, I actually care about this product or service, but it is a little weird at times, but at least you're not just getting random stuff. So it's kind of better, but it is really creepy and strange seeing how much they know about you and how well they know us, which is also the scary part. Oh, scary. I was having a conversation with a friend on WhatsApp, find voice notes, and about <laughs> about Brazilian butt lift. As you do. And she wanted one. I was like, just go to the gym, do squats, love. Like, calm yourself down. Um, and then, honestly, the next time I opened Instagram, I had an ad for a Brazilian butt lift. And I thought, how? I mean, I know that they, they, they're listening. Oh, it sounds, makes me sound a bit crazy. But, you know. How from me, well, listen, me listening to a voice note from somebody else made an ad come up on my Instagram? Because it's not something yeah. I've ever spoken about out loud ever before listening to that voice note. That terrifies mm. me. What do you, what do you, little... <laughs> do you think about the way they track us all and, um, and all of the data that they, they, they do have? They. Mm, yeah. A little weird. It's a little creepy, but yeah, they are definitely listening and watching and reading all that content and just trying to put out better ads. But yeah, definitely something you can't really stop. I mean, people have become a little bit more strict and more oriented on privacy over the past few years, but mm-hmm. we'll have to just see what happens. But for the time being, those ads are just going to keep following us around and listening and watching and seeing what we're doing and spying on us all day long, unfortunately. Yeah, and um, I usually cover my camera. My dad does it as well, and um, because one of one of his friends, um, they got into, I don't know, they hacked they hacked his laptop, and took a picture of him using it, and then sent in this email asking, basically asking for money. And it's just like that's the kind of thing that I hate about the online world that there are people out there that take advantage. But when you do the kinds of things that I do. And you see that there are a lot of good people and like the podcast has helped me to connect with so many people as well. And um, being able to have decent conversations with decent human beings, it reminds me of and brings me back faith in humanity is what I'm trying to get at. So again, just thank you for sharing <laughs> what you're sharing mm-hmm. with us. And um, there's a lot of hype around AI at the moment. What are your thoughts on AI and content creation. Well, in the past, Google didn't want AI written content, but now a few months ago, they said it's fine if it's written by humans or AI, as long as it offers value. That's all right. that matters. Yeah. And it's original. Google doesn't want to build content, but as long as you write original content that offers value and chat GPT and tools like that, you could do it with a click of a button, but I would just double check it, probably edit it, 
not just copy it verbatim because it's not accurate yet. And the future it will be, but right now it still needs more people to use it. The more people that use it, the more it learns, the more accurate data becomes. But for now, it's good for like a reference and a starting point. It helps speed things up, but it definitely helps out and it's not going away anytime soon. And Google says it's fine to use. So why not use it? If you have, we go back and there's ways to do math by hand, but if someone invented a calculator, are you going to just be like, oh no, I'd rather do math by hand. You're probably going to want to use a calculator because it's going to make you more efficient and just speed everything up. So chat GPT and tools like that are just a way to be more efficient. Just for now, you still got to double check it and don't copy it verbatim, but in the future, you could just trust it like a calculator and be like, hey, help me out with this and it'll do it for you, which is a little weird, a little creepy, but it's going to definitely make things interesting and take a lot of jobs away, but offer new jobs of people that you could like prompters now, or it's going to make everything more efficient. I, yeah, I think I'm, I'm very anti AI because I, I, I sometimes think about jacking everything in and getting a cabin in the woods and just going off grid. <laughs> um, but more in terms of, like it's it's almost like dumbing us down because we're not using that creativity and using their brain and going, hang on a minute, like I can do this. I really actually enjoyed doing maths with pen and paper and trying to use my brain because I, I was very good at maths. Um, but then you do, you forget how to do things. Like how many people's phone numbers do you know now? Because you don't have to type it in anywhere anymore. Um. But then I like what you said there about using it as a starting point so that you, you know, for people that do struggle with, well, what, what can I write? I don't know how to create this content. Like even like, let alone to, to be able to SEO it properly, they can't, they haven't got that creativity. So that's a really good point to use it as like, as the bones and then flesh it out and make it your own and your own voice. And so that people get to know you as a person, there's, Otherwise, we're all just like, we're never going to know, are we, are we talking to a, a robot or a human being? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tough, it's tough to differentiate. And it's going to be even tougher in the future right now, you can kind of tell, but in the future, it's going to just blend in so well that you're probably not going to know the difference, unfortunately. Terrifies me, honestly. I know this is not what we started out talking about, but and it, it does terrify me. And people losing the skills to communicate with each other and think about anything. And like it makes it does make me wonder like what what things are going to become obsolete and what will be created? What good will really come of it other than be more efficient, save time? Why do we need to save time? Why can't we just enjoy the process? I sound so archaic, don't I? <laughs> I sound like a 70-year-old man. We'll have to see what happens in the future because who knows what's gonna happen. It's Changes so quick and it's so unpredictable, but it's interesting to see and watch and all, all change in the dial. Yeah, it is very interesting to watch. I think everything that's everything in the world is, is is fascinates me, human psychology and and watching that and the mindset of people. So if you could give people what would your top three tips be for people um optimizing their website? We'll just add more content to the website, more text. Google feeds off text. So adding more text to every page on your website, creating more pages because the more pages, the more keywords you're able to target. Don't hold back. Try to create as many pages as possible that are relevant. Don't just add extra pages to add them, but add pages that offer value and then build those backlinks. That way Google trusts you because 
without those backlinks, unfortunately, Google's not going to trust you and they're not going to rank a website that they don't trust. And you can do everything that Google wants to see, make a perfectly optimized website. But if you don't build backlinks, Google's not going to rank you, unfortunately. I think that's my biggest takeaway, to be honest. Like I've learned a lot and I'm going to listen back and watch this back myself because like this is this is very brilliant stuff because it's I'm not techie at all like I'm good at talking to people and then the the agency do the rest and everybody knows this who listens to this I'm not sharing anything new and so to to know that there's ways to do things for, for free as well but also it's going to help so many other people by sharing this so thank you for sharing that um and and everything um, what are the the top free tools that people can use um, to to track their um, analytics? I forget that word. Sure. The best one would be like Google Analytics and Google Search Console are free tools. There's paid ones if you want to pay, but yeah. they get very expensive. But Google Analytics is free from Google, and, and it's going to show you so much information. And then Google Search Console is just more for SEO, tracking like the keywords you rank for or any areas on your website, you'll see that in Search Console. Google Analytics just shows you everything about your traffic, where they come from, what pages they visit, how long they stay on your website. If you're e-commerce, you can see which products get the most traffic. If you're a blog, you can see which blog posts get the most traffic and just tells you a ton of data, a ton of information there. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, where can people find you follow you stalk you online like the little ads <laughs> we're a fan mm -hmm. of online stalking here just not in-person stalking mm -hmm. no if they want to learn more we'll actually create a special gift for everybody if they go to my website at seooptimizers.com that's s-e-o-o-p-t-i-m-i-z-e-r-s.com forward slash gift and they can find that there along with my contact information and a bunch of classes i've done over the years i've thrown up for free so if they want to see step-by-step -step how to do a lot of stuff that we talked about, they can watch that there. And also, if they want a free website analysis, I'm happy to check out their website from an SEO point of view and let them know what's working, what's not working, and how to get them to that level that they want to be at. And they can book some time for free on my calendar there as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. I've learned so much. My mind's a little blown. So <laughs> thank you. And if you could leave people with one tip to increase their confidence, what would it be? Well, Getting a mentor is a way to grow and get more confidence and learn from their mistakes and grow from what's worked for them and just helps everything do or grow much quicker for a business. So if you're trying to grow as a business, getting a mentor or someone just to help you out, give you advice and tips is going to really help grow and expedite that growth on your business overall, just in general for everything. I love that so much. Um, what's next for you in your business then before we leave? Just Keep helping people with that traffic, trying to figure out what Google is looking for in the future and just trying to see yeah, what all the changes have in store for us. But just trying to keep doing what I'm doing and help people get that free traffic from search engines. Amazing. Thank you so much, Brandon. I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you have too. Yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. You'll be scared for a minute there. <laughs> oh, it's been no. it's been my my absolute no. pleasure. Um on that note, I will let you have your afternoon, evening, morning. What time of day is it there? Well, it's afternoon so, or early morning. -ish. Oh, lovely. Okay, cool. Well, thank you very much for 
joining us and um, to all the listeners make sure that you check the show notes out check out brandon and go to his website sort your websites out get the seo up there so more people can come to you you can help more people and we can help make the world a better place and um, make sure that you share this with your friends followers loved ones and even the people that you don't like because everybody needs some help every now and then so thank you once again for listening for subscribing and for um following brandon too so thank you Thank you.